Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Hello legends, how we doing? The World Economic Forum has collapsed. If you decide it has, let's get into it. My good friend, Eli. Eli, how are you doing, brother? Namaste, my friend. <laughs> Is that, that's Indian, it means peace, isn't it? Yeah. Hin, hin, Hindi. Good tidings. Yes. Do you ever watch the, the Bollywood films? They're, some of them are they're brilliant. Uh, I uh, <clears throat> yes, I've watched a couple, and uh, they're fascinating. Yes, I um, um because Bollywood's got a lot more money now to chuck at them. They come at you know they've 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 been able to capture the 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 Hindi kind of film scene, but in a way that Westerners will will engage with. It's quite quite incredible. Yeah, huge yes. huge industry over there. People still go to the cinema, I think. Oh, and there's nothing. Talk about great. Great mindfulness, being present. Go to the cinema. Yeah, good times at the cinema. Yeah. If you're in the cinema and you're thinking about Klaus Schwab, there's probably something wrong with you. <laughs> Serious. Sure. Um, so, yeah. friends, friends at home. So, the whole point of the title of this video, before we go getting the, the, the um, people getting upset, is I invited Eli on today to help us all understand that the future is what we decide to create. We do to the future. The future doesn't do to us because we're not victims. It's a massively important um, fundamental of the warrior's journey that we all need to grasp. And before we go on, um, I've got a warrior's journey for us in more ways than one. If I can just show you this, friends, bear with me, Eli. Folks, I will be leading an expedition to the Arctic with my good friend, Nick Wildman, SAS. And we're going to be giving a limited amount of you legends a, a, a glimpse of the experience that we had when we were in the forces. Um, for those of you that go, Chris, I wish I was in the more forces, but oh, my mummy wouldn't let me or or whatever it, whatever it may be. Um, well, now is your chance. There's the dates, 23rd to the 31st of March. We're going to get up there in the Swedish Arctic. We're going to ski from hut to hut. We're going to have a massive crack in the, in the evening. Um, that's an Irish crack, not a crack in the ice. And um, Nick and I will get you up on a pair of skis. Failing that, if it's really not your thing, we'll, we'll give you a pair of snowshoes. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a great time. It's for all comers, folks. So long as you, you know, you've got a modicum of balance and, and you, you're, you're reasonably fit, then boom, come along, along with us. I mean, this is not for, you know, Rambos or anything like that. On the other hand, um, it's, you know, if, 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 you, if you've got a disability, you want to talk to us first, right? There's a link for Nick's email below trident adventures ping nick an email because we're going to be um having a zoom tomorrow night for all the prospective uh individuals that might want to come also uh we'll be having several more zooms folks so don't 
worry. But what I would say is, do what I do, folks. If you're looking at this now going, do you know what? I could kind of, I could, yeah. Then do it. Don't think anymore because you'll just think yourself out of it. Come with us. We're going to have a phenomenal time. And it's utterly stunning up there. It's utterly stunning. And we're going to take time and we're just going to be at one with with the nature. As you can see, it's Arctic Discovery. And um, yeah, come along, come along. Eli, thank you for letting me get that one in. Uh, I've been promoting a lot lately because we're going to row across the Atlantic in December. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and I should just say thank you to everybody that supported my Antar- uh, Antar- my transatlantic row. There's our website, oceanseliterow.com. Thank you so much to everyone that's been kind enough to chip a fiver in the pot. It's all we've asked, folks. We're trying to raise awareness of mental health. We're trying to shine a light, especially for our brother and sister veterans who are, you know, many of whom are going to die of hyperthermia in this cold, sleeping in a shop doorway. And we're here to say it doesn't need to be like that. All you've got to do is just change a few paradigms in your head and boom, you can be smashing out a legendary life. Um, and 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 if we can if we can show that example, then then our job is done. So thank you, folks. There's a link below if you want to get involved. Join our social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Eli, the World Economic Forum. Uh, I'm just going to play a little bit because there's they're now that they're, they're having a go at Elon Musk, who I I I'm, I would have thought is kind of what one of these individuals, because he never talks about energy, vibration and frequency, does Elon. For someone who's into science, you'd think he would. And he never calls out the um, the big club. So either he's incredibly naive or there's, some, there's something he's not telling us. Let's just look at this video in which this woman is calling for his censorship on, on X or Twitter as it used to be. Um, after Mr. Musk took over the Twitter with his freedom of speech absolutism, um, we are the protectors of freedom of speech as well. But at the same time, we cannot accept, the, for instance, the, the illegal content online and so on. So uh, our message was clear. We have the rules which, has to, which have to be complied with and otherwise there will be sanctions. Gosh, how grandiose. We have the rules. Um, uh, we have the rules. Uh, an unelected body of corporate business psychopaths who have got together to further the the world, the new world order, have decided that that they they make the rules. Eli, what what do we think about that? <clears throat> well, it's part of the uh, psychopathic consciousness. It's completely self-serving and. Uh, that particular group of individuals, entities, they're certainly not a uh, human in the way that I think of humans, but um, they're hardwired, aren't they? <clears throat> they're hardwired. And um, yeah, it's interesting. They're kind of desperate now. I don't know whether people feel the same way. I have no fear about these people because <clears throat> they know that um, they have to do something. They know that the consciousness is raising. They know that people are beginning to see the system of slavery for what it is 
and um, they're really having to push quite hard. Um, I did see um, Schwabsters, I like to call him the Schwabster, um, his opening remarks. And it was really interesting because there was a lot to unpack in the first two and a half minutes. But basically what he was saying was, um, we're really desperate. We've lost the trust of the people and we're going to have to push harder. So if you want my little uh, summary of, uh, of where it's going to go this year, is this year is going to be nuts because they are running out of time and they are losing. So that is my positive message for today. <laughs> exactly. And what I thought you could help us with, Eli, is it's, it's not imperative. There's only one thing that's imperative in this life, and that is that people like you, people like me, we experience our life journey. And it is that old cliche, the gnosis. In order to do that and to get the answers, you have to go, you have to go within. What I'm getting at is a lot of people have real problems understanding this, don't they? They have a real, I mean, we've all had programming, decades, people that are my age, decades of programming to live in the matrix. And this all stops when you raise your consciousness to fifth dimension. And yet you can see there's still a massive wave, massive wave of the freedom that are locked down here in fourth dimension in the matrix. They've become awake, a lot of people, because of the last three years, and they think that they've made it over the finish line, that, that they're here. And that's fine. They're on their journey. We were all there once, weren't we? But I put a video out a couple of days ago, and I was explaining to people that if you want to understand illness... You have to think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration, because that is what ill that you if you muck with that, that is what illness is. And anybody that's not on that wavelength, anyone that's still spreading the old school, um, you know, there's a bogeyman that goes from one person to any then really they're blocking your pathway to enlightenment. And that's just one narrative. There's other narratives out there, aren't they? Like to think of them as psyops that are just sending people off down the garden path on the most ridiculous of narratives. The sort of narratives you'd only buy into if you probably, dare I say, you hadn't been out much in the world. And I would like people to hear it from you, Eli. What, what, what? Why is it important that that um, that we we raise our consciousness, and how does this bring down the World Economic Forum Vadavoom? Well, like you say, it's uh, the illusion that has been created for us to sl slide into, to slip into. It is difficult, you know, it is really difficult, to, and people have, make their place um, in society, in the system, and it is a system. Once you step outside of the system you can see that it is a system and it, and it's you know from your birth certificate to the vitamin k shot you know from all the kind of stuff in the med medical world um when you're born in the factory um hospital sorry um <laughs> uh, you know all the way through the education system there's no authenticity there and everything is designed to take you away from inside and uh <clears throat> you know We've even been told, we've been pushed away from the idea of God. And, you know, I, I know throughout my life, I'm, you know, in my sort of mid-50s now, 
you know, God was almost a dirty word. And if you talked about it, nobody wanted to talk about it. Um, you know, there, there is a super consciousness. There is a spirit. I like to call it, create. you know, the creator sometimes. People have different words for that. And as a human being, we are, um, I've been taught, I've been, I've had heated discussions about this, but, you know, we are the fractal Godhead of the super consciousness. So we're not separate. We are part of it. We are God. And you don't want to say that to somebody who's a, who's a fundamental uh, Quaker or a, or a Mormon or something, you get into trouble. But it's true. So, and what I mean by that is we are uh, the ultimate creation machine. We can create whatever we want and we can um, define every single aspect of our lives. Um, and all of the major religions, you know, even Buddhism, it takes you away from that, you know. Um, uh, you know, the, the kind of the esoteric parts of the religion, like Sufism in, in Islam, uh, gets towards the truth. Esoteric Christianity is towards the truth. So, I mean, you know, I'll talk about this, but, um, you know, Albert Pike, the, the great American Freemason, he wrote a book called Morals and Dogma. Now, that's a really interesting title because what he's talking about there is, are you going to go for the dogma of a prescribed way of living, which is what a lot of people do in our society, or do you go for the morality, which is your authentic tuning in and actually coming up with a truth, with a gnosis? So that whole book, he was an amazing guy, Albert Pike. I'm not, you know, there, there are obviously question marks against him, but that title, Morals and Dogma, is the, it is the question. Are you going to be authentic to yourself? Are you going to find your creation spirit? Or are you going to be told what to do and stay in that program? You know, and what's happening is we're not staying in our programs anymore. Um, we're coming out and we're saying we can create. And actually, quantum physics has got a huge um, part to play in it. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the observer effect, which is kind of, the real business end of that in terms of proving that we create things. Nothing exists until somebody's observing it. So that, that's, that's way down the line. But actually, we can create. We put out the thoughts. Is thought word deed? You know, we put out those thoughts and things do amazingly uh, happen for us. We can create our own environment and our own lives. Um, unfortunately, we've been told that we can't do that. And we got to sit, fit inside their system. And that's not true. So anybody out there who wants to, you know, create their own life. I mean, I say to people at the moment, because the veil is down, there is no veil anymore. Um, and the energies are incredibly high on the planet at the moment. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> because you can, you can make whatever you want. You can create whatever you want at the moment. You know, you sit there, spend 10 minutes doing some breathing exercises, just looking into the sun. If the sun's coming up in the morning, woof, you know, put your intention out there, you know, um, you will get what you wish for. Incredible times. And the more people realize that life does not uh, affect us, but we affect life, the, the, the easier it's going to be for the WEF to disappear. Because, you know, all the harvesting that's going on, we're keeping it going. People are very much in the duality, aren't they, Chris, of this? Oh, they're the baddies, we're the goodies. That's not the case. They are us. 
Because yes. there's only one energy. They are us, friends. That's it. Uh, yeah. And what we, what, what we really need to do is acknowledge that and integrate that. But actually, we need to just stand up and be present. You know, I always say to people, you know, we just have to show up in our authentic being, in our, in our gnosis. We show up, we create the world that we want, and they will all disappear. Because whatever, you know, where energy goes, you know, your attention flows where energy goes, that type of thing. It's that, you know, you put your attention into something, you put energy into something, it occurs. Um, exactly. So, well, lots, lots of, you just said something really interesting earlier about how there are definitely people in the freedom community who think that they are awake because they've realized that, one, the government is against them, and two, there is a worldwide conspiracy against the people. Well, that is day one. That is day one. They're not awake. You know, truly being awake is actually realizing and experiencing who you are. That's the true awakening. And once you've, once you've experienced who you truly are and you've used your amazing powers of creation, then you are truly not even awake, but you're enlightened. And um, we're both on this journey. We've, we've still got our own issues to deal with. We're not perfect. But, um, you know, we're standing up and we're, we're saying to people, yes, you can do this. You don't have to do that anymore. You know? Albert Pike, he used to get a real bazzy on if people called him Pikey. You know, people call me like Thrawley. I don't mind. You know, it's just a nickname. But he used to, he was a bit paranoid and he thought they were saying like, oh, you're a, you're a bloody gypsy. Or, yeah. You, he, he'd never make a gypsy. He wouldn't get through the caravan door. <laughs> he used to throw his, what is it, his square and compass at them like a ninja nunchucker killer star type thing that all the martial artists are now going to read in the comments you mean a (laughs) ninja throwing star chris um absolutely fascinating and here's the thing we if i can just use myself as an example you know i'm taking an expedition up to the arctic in a couple of months i'm going snowboarding in a in in a week with my beautiful family rowing across the atlantic ocean in december i i know beautiful people and i get such kind messages and on top of that like my whole lifestyle um, eli it's gone up but here's the thing people would look at it and say well let's chris you work hard and you know you you stick to the model work hard but it's not it's when I stopped. It's when I stopped trying to control it, and I realised that there's a bigger thing going on here. The energy you talk about, you know, if we want to call that God, that's that, that's fine by me. And that by moving myself out of the way, because human beings are incredibly fallible, and letting that energy come through me, almost like I think of it as driving my chariot. It's allowed me to do the things that that let me access the higher levels of consciousness and when you resonate at a higher frequency then you meet people so at one one time in my life i was down in a matrix i was you know i was a military person i thought old britain could do no wrong da 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 and and then i i spent a lot of time in fourth dimension after after the um, what happened in new york and washington 20 years ago that that big one I, I was there a, a long, a long time, arguing with people, arguing with family, upsetting people at inappropriate moments, and feeling that sense of isolation and and loss, which really is all it is is universe holding a mirror up to you. If 
that have actually got that slide and saying, Chris, you're not trying to enlighten people, awaken people, or change. You're angry in yourself because you have unresolved issues. And when you perceive people are not listening to you, which is in reality, they're just not ready on their journey yet. And that's fine. You perceive you you go back into to your childhood trauma and perceive that little person that had no control in their life, that had perceived power people dominating them. And you're now projecting that onto all these people that you so-called want want to awake. And by um by letting all that go, by realizing me, I need to work on myself. I need to work on my issue. And I've not done a bad job. I've you know, I'm I'm human, I'm fallible. What's going on this week in my life might not be the same next week, you know. Um I had 35 years of drugs and alcohol pretty much on a daily basis. But within quite a short time frame, I've got myself to a place where I I can't remember the last time I had a drink. I certainly don't or take any substance, although <laughs> I say that, you know. Um I got meat out my diet, Eli, because I realized it was slowing my life down really a lot. It was slowing my thinking. It was slowing me physically. And it was giving me um, physical problems as in to digest that animal, that rotting animal flesh. In my, it was affecting my, my sort of running. And I, I've, I now meditate on my problems rather than fret about them. And God always gives me the answer. And if I ever, if I'm ever in doubt, stumbling, I just look there, and he's given me, he, he he's given me the number, you know, the synchronicity. It's just always there in my daily thing. Ah, right, still going in the right direction. And I gone from being in such a dark place where I almost died to really living in the paradise. And I don't give these people my energy. I don't care about World Economic Forum. It, it's it's laughable. Um, it's it's laughable, but moreover, I know that if I want to change it, I have to control the energy. And I I do that through me. Am I on the right lines there, Eli? It, you know, you are the most important person in your life, and everybody is. And um, the shadow work, as we call it, <clears throat> you know, the shadow work um, is uh, <clears throat> is the, the most the most important thing you can do in your life is heal yourself on all levels um you know uh the kind of phrase that comes to mind is there's lots of things out there that you can't fix and you can't do anything about <clears throat> do the things that you can fix and do the things that you can do something about and that is you um it is difficult for some people and um some people carry, carry generational trauma ancestral trauma one of the roles <clears throat> one of the things that kind of my generation and probably slightly younger than me what we're doing is hopefully, um, healing some of the trauma that has been passed down to us um, in the way that, say, our fathers dealt with us or our mothers dealt with us. Um, and there is, there is going to be a break between us and our fathers and our mothers and our uncles and our grandfathers, and that is part of what is happening at the moment. We're separating off and we're ascending. And by the word ascending, I mean just raising the consciousness. Um, and that is part of that process. So... You know the shadow work. You can't do anything better than heal yourself, <laughs> because one, you get you get results. <laughs> you get results. Can you know? we can we explain shadow work to people? Because 
again, yeah. that's something I've learned in the last three months, mm. even though, you know, kind of had a idea it was, but it revolutionizes, revolutionizes, is that the right word? Revolutionize? Yeah. It revolutionizes your understanding of yourself. Mm. Well, um, I think it was actually coined by Carl Gustav Jung originally. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but I think it was because he did a lot of, he's the, um, you know, there's, there's two psychologists, big, you know, the grandfathers of psychology was Freud, and we won't go down that road. Um, and there was Jung. <laughs> and and Jung, you know, uh, he wrote a book called Man and His Symbols, and it was archetypal, archetypal images um, and mythologies from around the world. And he realized that there were um, uniform uh, attributes that humans carried at any given time in history and in every, any given place. And the shadow is the part of yourself which is allowing allowing you to experience how can i put this it's in the it's duality so so the shadow if you've got black and white and you're in duality black is you know the bad in inverted commas and white is the good in inverted commas so the shadow is the dark side of your being and um you can't have duality with just good or just bad um you have to have both that's the checkerboard in the Masonic temple, <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the black and white checkerboard is that's what it stands for. Um, we do live in a free will world. You can't have free will without having good and the bad. It's impossible. Um, cause you will have times when you'll be thinking things that are supposedly bad and things that are supposedly good. So the shadow work is kind of those things which don't serve you. Um, and they need to be integrated. It's um, one of the things about um, addiction is that, um, and it is, it's very complex, and I'm not an expert on this, but um, lots of people who get addicted to drugs, they want to um, suppress things about them that they're not happy with or things about them that they have inside them that they don't understand. Um, and you can't suppress your shadow. You have to face it. As a military man, I can imagine, you know, in certain situations, you, you'll, you'll have your own shadow in the enemy. You can't, you can't, you've got to face it. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't run away because they just come after you. So, you know, shadow work is about working on things in your life that are not serving you and not helping you move forward. Um, that's the best way I can put it. In, in, in shamanism, when you do, shamanic courses uh, or i say courses but when you go through that initiation because it is a it is a path you are asked to go into the underworld to start off with and that's where you meet your shadow and you have to do all that work you have to do all your shadow work before you can actually start going up and doing the work of being truly enlightened because how can you build you know it's, it's a simple tale how can you build your foundations of your life on quicksand you have to steady all that out, make it nice and solid, and then you can start building. So the shadow work is super important. And, um, you know, it, it's just working on yourself. I know someone who does a lot of journaling and, um, uh, you know, I, I don't do it myself, but uh, she will do lots and lots of affirmations and she'll do 
pictures and drawings and write out a lot of things that she wants to be and she'll work on these journals and by doing that that is her way of bringing her shadow out and coming to terms with her shadow because she writes it down in a, in a journal she writes it down in a book and then she can see it for what it is and then she can work through that you can piece all, all the puzzles all out there and she can look at it and then move forward loads and loads of different ways of doing it in fact your journey up to the arctic you know, there will be some people who come with you who are probably, that journey is their shadow work because they're facing something that <laughs> that they don't know. It's, it's, it's um, what's the book? Uh, it's Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, <laughs> um, which is about a guy who goes down the river in, in Africa and meets himself. And the film Apocalypse Now is the same story. Never so, get out of the boat. Never get out of the boat. Absolutely <laughs> goddamn not. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a uh, good film, that. Yeah, well, uh, well, it, that is that is the shadow work, and 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 it's interesting because when when that guy goes down there at the end, you know, if you if you look at that film in a three D way or in a four D way, even you think that he's meeting Marlon Brando, the demon, but he's meeting him in the future, who he's going to be if he carries on behaving like he is. What I got from that is, as you go through Apocalypse now, you. St- it's kind of telling the tale of American debaucherism and the decline of society, the way that they're bombing, you know, Southeast Asia and then during the day and then they're having strippers on stage in the evening. They're just the absolute, the horror. In, in the original book, it was the horror, horror, wasn't it? It was that classic line. I took it that when he finally gets right up the river and he finally meets um, this this character, is it Kurt? I can't remember his name. Kurt. I've watched it for 25 years. Yeah, Kurtz. Kurt, yeah. Um, Major Kurtz. Yeah, he, he finally meets him and he sees the way that he's got the local tribes in the jungle and are worshipping him. And he just kind of thinks, oh, I've just, you know, I thought this guy was some kind of prodigy, some kind of, you know, illustrious leader, uh, a, a rebel. And no, he's just like everyone else. Got all these people. Work, and they're all just like everyone else because they're all, they're all count. It's, yeah, interesting. Well, it, what's great about that film is it's called Apocalypse Now. And what the, the word apocalypse means, the unveiling and the revealing. So in effect, that title is just, amazingly powerful because the, ca- the the character who goes up the river it's like reveal myself to myself now that's the translation of that it's it's i i want to know who i truly am right now and that's why apocalypse now is so powerful because obviously from a 3d point of view it's all about the war and people see the 3d translation of apocalypse being armageddon or the end of the world but actually it's the inner journey it's the inner journey. And that inner journey is at the end of the journey, do you want to be, you know, Kurtz or do you want to be true and authentic to yourself? It's a, it, That film is nuts, actually. I, I did start watching it just before Christmas. I thought, I don't think I can quite do this now. you know, Because <laughs> the beginning is very much like you say. The beginning is very open, isn't it? Yes. And it's, just, and it's really fast. And, and as you go into the film, it gets darker and darker and darker until the end where it is that chaotic, crazy, you know, um, scene of him with his caves and everybody's all painted up. It's like, whoa, you know, and he's there facing all of that. It's, um, yeah, it's really, really powerful stuff. Um, but that's, you know, that's the shadow. 
that's the shadow and we've all got it and it's for us to integrate it not suppress it you know and um, that's yeah. that's a Taoist thing chris i don't know whether you know that it is the middle way right it's the middle way so what it's done with me is it used to be holding me back and at times it does because the sun changes and shadow can fall behind you again but when you push it in front of you, then you it's almost like a reverse or polarity. You're leading from the front then and you're you're in service to others, aren't you? You know, because you, you, you get it, you understand it. And the process of working through your shadow work is one that le- leads you further into empathy. Yeah, so when we're up there in, in the Arctic, that's me giving background. Well, it's interesting because you you learn about the fundamental building blocks of a human existence. And being in your heart is really powerful. And having compassion and empathy is really powerful. And just the simple act of kindness is really, really powerful. And because we've been told to be this, that, and the other, those three major components don't work for us. And so, but once we tap into those three things, they work for us. They work for us as well. Even though we're in service, you know, by being kind, by having empathy, you know, and being compassionate for other people, that allows us to be expansive. You know, when you're closed, you're closed. You're, nothing's going to come in and out. And when you're open, I'm not saying be totally open, but I'm saying in certain circumstances, you show that kindness as being a superpower. It will really help both of you. You know, it's. Um, I, I think. Um, I think that you know people have to become more open-hearted. Um, it's a very it's difficult for people I know. I mean, I, I'm really struggling actually with some people who are not open-hearted. I'm finding it. I'm getting my own my heckles are raised sometimes, and I'm like, "What's going on with that person?" You know, I'm trying to be nice, and they're just you know, it's a reflection of me, right? But at the same time, it's like you know, why is this happening? Why are these people not you know? Why don't they have the same kind of communal sort of atmosphere? or take on it it's um it is hard when people are not not compassionate and not not don't have kindness you know i mean the gra- the other one i'd say is you know if you can be grateful and thankful for every single thing in your life then um <laughs> you know you can't go wrong <laughs> you know and there are some people i do know who just live in total thank i mean my gardener's one Whenever I see him, he's like, thank you for this opportunity to work on my gardening life. You know, when he's leaving, he's like, thank you for giving me, you know, the tools for me to spend two hours in your garden and be with the, be with the garden. He's just thankful for every single part of his life. And he lives in this amazing existence, you know, which is just this bubble of kind of love, you know, and he just goes around from garden to garden, thanking people for, uh, you know, allowing them for him to, you know, fertile around in their in their hedges and you know getting his nose in the dirt he absolutely loves it but that that idea of gratitude so important and um you heal your shadow with being grateful you know that's part of that we've got a goddamn stalker in the bloody chat that kenny williams that kenny williams again i tell you kenny if you keep this up i'm gonna get the restraining order back in bless him uh yes what the what what i suggest we do um oh no, I just oh. wanted to add, you're quite right. So if you can be grateful for the world economic, rather than let it terrify the life out of you and then keep you in a low vibrational state where not not that helpful, then you can use it as the mirror, can't you? What is it? What's your issue with? Why does it, what, you know, what, 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 what does it trigger in you? And then when you what? work that out, then you can let it go. 
Well, what I was going to say, Chris, this is really interesting. You'll like this. All the dark side are teaching us the lessons that we need to learn. <laughs> That's what they're doing. And with the World Economic Forum, we all the things they say and the things they come out with are just horrendous. Um, uh, it is darkest before dawn. Yeah, there has to be darkness, <laughs> and we're seeing the crazy darkness in front of us, and that is forcing us to go into the light in inverted commas and be better people and stand up and be authentic. We need, we have to have Matt, Han Matt Hancock. We've got to have Boris Johnson. We've got to have, have to have the Schwabster. We've got to have all those people. Um, you know, you can't get angry with them. You've got to say, what are you teaching me? Why are you, why am I listening to you? And what is all that about? And actually it's about us standing up and saying, well, this is what we want. We're, we're not buying into that. We, we, you know, so the darkness has to come. It is darkest just before dawn. So the more darkness we see, the closer we're getting to the new dawn of, of true humanity. And that is coming. That is coming. Their system is not going to work. Whatever anybody says, I've been in meetings where I've had somebody go, oh, it's all over us. The AI have got us. They've got all our details. They've got us. No, 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 no. It's not going to happen. They will show us what we need to see and hear, and we will do what we need to do. Um, and that the World Economic Forum is just part of us. You know, it's part of us. And, Can I say absolutely again? Because I love that expression. Yeah. Can I just say, um, Eli, sorry to interrupt you. First of all, yeah. someone very kindly chipped some, some, some money into the chat. It's Dean. Oh, Dean. Dean leaves me the loveliest messages. Dean, you absolute legend. Thank you Dean, so much Dean for that. Messages. Dean. Oh, that was on your computer, Eli, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it just—it just—it's <laughs> fine, Chris. I don't know what happened there. It's okay. It's okay. I just want to say, folks, we've got a lot of people watching. Could you please check that you're subscribed? Because so many people are not getting our videos because they keep being unsubscribed. If you can check you're subscribed, and if you're not subscribed already, could you please um could you please do so, friends? Because what Eli's saying and what I'm trying to say, probably not as well as Eli does, is this This comes of a hundred years of experience between us. Well, 21 years on my part and seven, yeah. 79 years on, on Eli's part. But combined, that ain't, that's not bad for every, that's not bad to subscribe to a channel. And thank no, you to I, everyone. I, Sorry, Eli. Definitely. So I, I, you know, I'm subscribed to Chris's channel. And it is really important, especially because what we're saying, there are lots of people who are looking at themselves and they don't like it, what we're saying. And that's their shadow, right? And what Chris is doing is he's saying, you've got to be subscribed to see the content, you know, because actually there are going to be people who are going to attack Chris um, because he's coming, he's spitting truth, right? He's spitting truth, as they say. And people who spit truth, they're standing up and they will attract people who are not necessarily on his side so you know subscribe get the notifications on go for it now eli would you do me a favor because i really want to go over the health narrative but we can't do it here and again yeah. folks just literally what eli said if you really care about this stuff and you want to make changes come over to our locals platform 
because that's where we're making big, big gains. We're getting so, so much support over there now, Eli, that it's, um, it's so, and it's such a different platform to this one. Over there, you get nothing but love, peace, kindness, and empathy, and people really thinking before they before they speak. Whereas on the other one, you get this what can at times seem like a cesspit of negativity of people that you think, who taught you to speak like that? Who told? At what point in your life did you wake up and think, I'm going to just call a complete random stranger who's who I've never met before? This, 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 and. Get over there, folks. Eli, are you okay if we go over there now and just do a quick piece? Yeah, sure. Um, folks, we're going to cut it there because I don't want these videos going too long, although Eli's given us almost an hour, 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 three quarters of an hour, if not a bit longer there. Thank you so much. Um, you. We're going to go over to locals because there's some stuff we need, you know, that people will be wanting to hear that we can only talk about over there. There's a link for locals below, folks. Um, and thank you to everyone that supports us on Locals or Patreon for $1.99 a month or just become a channel member for $1.99 a month. Out of the three options, I'd always say go Locals because that's, um, you know, there's uh, all the enlightenment stuff we cover over there. So, Eli, massive love to you. Big thank you. Stay on the line. Let's go over to Locals. Massive thank to everybody out there as well all our friends thank you to everyone who's contributed in the chat and uh yeah catch you on the flip side and never get out of the boat friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast please like subscribe and share and don't forget to follow me on social media username chris thrall instagram chris thank you